You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board once again today, ladies and gentlemen, as your Minnesota Wild have won 10 games in a row. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect name for this episode is The Perfect 10. I mean, it's a perfect 10. <laughs> 10 and 0, baby. Crazy, amazing, awesome. Here we come, ladies and gentlemen. Here we come. Number two seed in the Western Conference and one of the best teams in the all of a NHL at this stage. You got goalies playing great, or at least one goalie's playing great. The other one's all right. I guess he's a typical backup at this stage. At this stage, who knows what'll ha- happen with that. The Wild take advantage of two clubs that weren't playing so well, and then they beat two clubs that have been playing great over there in the Eastern Conference on the road nothing's going to stop us now, right? <laughs> That's basically what it feels like. The only crappy part is there's other teams doing really well as, uh, out there as well, including the Columbus Blue Jackets, which I can't even I, I can't even understand it. They're the number one team in the NHL right now, and they've won 12 games in a row. Nothing's stopping the Columbus Blue Jackets either. They will be playing against the Minnesota Wild on December the 31st. Amazing uh, way to finish the season is two of the hottest teams in the NHL right there. Who knows? Maybe that'll be the... Uh, the end of somebody's winning streak there. Possibly. Maybe we'll both still be on our winning streaks at that stage is my whole point. And then obviously something has got to give there. And somebody's going to lose that game. So, ooh boy. Stanley Cup Finals. Wild and Columbus. Right? 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 Sounds kind of weird right now, but who, who, who knows? I mean, you never know these days. I mean, you had Tampa and Calgary. That was pretty cool. Edmonton and Carolina. Doesn't get stranger than that, does it? So, uh, you just never know. I mean, years ago you had uh, LA and New Jersey. That was a that was a shocker. So who knows? I'm bouncing all over the place already. Devin Dubnik against his old uh, nemesis, no, his, his old uh, goalie partner Mike Smith, hosting the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday, December the 17th. Minnesota Wild make it look fairly easy in this one, as far as I'm concerned. A four to one victory for the Wild. And of course, the funny part is you want to have Devin Dubnik going against his old guy, but it's Darcy Kemper in net, and he was sharp pretty much the whole night. Now, he was sharp against Arizona, but not so sharp against the <laughs> New York Rangers. He was all right against the Rangers way at the end there, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Rangers obviously adding a few goals at the end. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Very early, not even four minutes in the game, Ryan Suter putting the puck on net, a kind of a quirky shot, deflected a bit possibly, but it ended up being a goal for Ryan Suter. It was just kind of a nice, it was a nice green type of situation. Too many guys in the way, all of that, and Mike Smith wasn't ready for it. Ryan Suter on the power play with his fifth goal of the season. 
And then much later at the midway point, after the team's kind of grounded out a bit, you saw some good saves from Mike Smith. You saw some good saves from Darcy Kemper, who actually was the number one star of the game, believe it or not, in a game the Wild went 4-1. to one. Think about that. Darcy Kemper, very strong in the whole game. Almost got a shout-out on this one. So, unfortunately for Darcy, of course, at the end there, didn't quite get it, and he just still has no shutouts on the season. Tyler Grayavok, the fourth-line center, actually third-line at times, uh, ended up moving up to the third line because Eric Halla was injured in this game, unfortunately. He only got to play about a minute and a half before he was hurt. They're saying it's not, you know, and you know how hockey is. They don't really ever say what the injury is for, you know, for obvious reasons, so so players don't attack him in that area. Um, <coughs> pardon me. So Tyler Grayback becoming the third line center for here on, at least the rest of this week. Um, but they're saying it's not super serious. He'll be back at some point, but we don't know when yet. Still hasn't come back as of the end of this show uh, after the New York Rangers game. Tyler Grayback moving up to the third line. You'll see other guys coming up from the minors. Of course, Zach Parisi also gets sick later on, too, unfortunately. Parisi did add an assist in this game. We'll take it. Uh, but Grayavok, Hala wasn't hurt yet at this point. Grayavok was still the fourth-line center at this stage. Actually, he was hurt by this at that point. What am I talking about? Yeah, he was the third-line center, I remember now. And then, of course, the... Uh, the goal he had there, it's it's funny how he never really passes, does he? Or if he does, it's just, you know, it, just, it ends up not becoming a scoring play, unfortunately. Still no assists on the season for Tyler Grayavok, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. But when he does score, it's a pretty pretty cool-looking play. It's, it's often a highlight type of play, going around the defender, putting the puck, basically wrapping it around the defender. Nice play. And then, I don't know if it was a centering pass to Jason Zucker or what it was, but it ended up going off of Mike Smith's skate, the back of his skate, and into the net for his third goal of the season. The Wild up 2 to nothing at that point. Chris Stewart adding one early in the third period from Jared Spurgeon, getting a juicy rebound from Spurgeon there. <clears throat> a good play, fifth goal of the year for uh, Chris Stewart. So basically a lot of fourth liners here. Uh, Parisi, of course, assisted on the Suter goal because obviously that's a power play. You're going to see Stahl, Parisi, Suter, guys like that on that play. Um... And you're going to see many empty netters in this this week as well, which, of course, the Wild having the lead teams uh, obviously pulling their goalies and the Wild capitalizing along the way. Heartbreaker for Kemper, who was spectacular the whole night. Awesome game. You know, the perfect situation for Kemper, like an early game like that. And, you know, a chance to have him come in against a team that isn't so good. They don't score very much. Come in, get a shutout, boost the numbers, boost a little confidence. It's kind of like, you know, it's not quite going down to the minors because these are NHL players. But it's an opportunity to, you know, hit a couple home runs off of a not very good pitcher, if you know what I mean. That's like a, like a baseball version of it. But uh, that's basically what you're hoping for from Kemper. And he did have a strong game, but then Brendan... Perlini adding his second goal of the season, unfortunately, late in the game, only less than two minutes remaining, and the shutout stolen away by Arizona, and then Stahl a minute later adding the empty netter. Of course, the Wild again, killing teams with those empty net goals during the course of this week, putting these games on ice, and that's all that mattered there. Coyle and Koivu along the way assisting with this one. Interesting line combination there, but of course, it was a different situation. You want to have defensive players with the ability to score as well on the ice in this case, and that's what was taking place. Stahl, Coyle, and Koivu, all very good defenders, so nice job by the Wild there, finishing things off in the uh, the extra man situation for Arizona. Could not could not capitalize in, in their case, and we did, so thank God the Wild get their seventh victory in a row. Then, 
We host the Colorado Avalanche three days later. They're hoping that it wasn't too long of a break again, and also we're hoping the same thing. <laughs> uh, the Wild, the, the Wild, do not have too long of a break coming up as well here after the ten-game win streak. <laughs> but uh, Devin Dubnik back in net against the Colorado Avalanche, and it was a shutout. Dubnik was awesome the whole game. Koivu was strong throughout the way as well. Good defense. He added another one of those uh, goals. Along the way, a nice, just an amazing pass from Granlin and a good finish from Koivu. Another one-time shot. He has gotten so good at those. That's kind of been his thing now with his second line, who was just playing better than anybody. I am just amazed by the second line. That was like at the midway point. This was, again, a very physical, nondescript type of game. Uh, Varlamov was fantastic. Dubnik was fantastic. Coil on the power play, getting a juicy rebound off of Dumba's shot and Eric Stahl's attempt as well. Coyle finishing on the power play for his 11th goal of the season. Again, a juicy type of a goal, close to the net. That's more Coyle style, 11th goal of the season on the power play. And again, you always got to love seeing Charlie Coyle on the power play nowadays, which you would have never seen from Mike Yo in the past. Maybe very short cases where he'd be on the second unit and they'd barely get any ice time. Maybe 40 seconds at best out of the two-minute power play. And that could be very frustrating. But pretty much this game, again, very physical, nondescript, Dubnik stopping every shot that came his way. A couple of good scoring chances by Colorado, but not not as much as I'm sure they would like to see. Only 18 shots toward Devin Dubnik. The Wild much more aggressive in this game, and Varlamov was fantastic, I have to admit. But luckily, the Wild able to get two goals past Simeon Varlamov, who had often been a Wild nemesis in the past. And then at the same time, he was the guy we could beat. It was more Kelvin Pickard, who might be a future uh, Vegas Golden Knight. That's another possibility out there, <laughs> according to some publications. Just because, you know, certain guys are going to go there. It's just, but only luckily one player per team goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's not like we're going to lose, like, multiple players or anything. Um, Varlama, very strong, though. This is his best game against the Wild in a long time, actually. Uh, Picard was the guy. Pickard. It looks like Picard, but it's Pickard, I guess. Um, was strong early in the season at the Wild. Uh, that was in that early shutout way back on November the 5th. But the Wild get the job done here. Solid victory for the Wild. Eight wins in a row. We just keep climbing up. And, you know, you take advantage of teams at the bottom of the Western Conference. Now you got to go to the top of the Eastern Conference in Montreal, Quebec. And you didn't have a good feeling in this one uh, starting things out Thursday, December the 22nd. When their when they're leading shore <laughs> was able to uh, get a takeaway, Max Picaretti, I can't say it right, pa- Passioretti, able to get the <laughs> able to force a turnover and go on the breakaway for his 14th goal of the year, shorthanded. The Wild were on the power play early in that second period. Of course, Kerry Price and Devin Dubnik, the two best goalies in hockey, very similar statistics. Dubnik so far a little bit ahead of uh, Kerry Price, believe it or not. Price, that's pretty much who he is. Dubnik, this is hopefully who he is, that type of situation. But uh, ready. that's how they say it. Uh, strong, strong attack in the net. He had multiple scoring chances in this game. But when you saw the shorthanded goal by Montreal, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> the Wild almost never win here. It's In fact, it's insanely rare. But then only five minutes later, in the second period, Jordan Schrader, who was called up, of course, with Zach Parisi being sick. And then, of course, you have another guy coming up in uh, the absence of Eric Halla and Pat Conan. I, I hope I'm saying it right. I've heard it. Conan. It's like you hear it a million times and then you forget because, I mean, obviously the guy didn't score many goals. He was he was pretty nondescript 
during his time out there. Uh, some scoring chances, nice physical defensive player, a guy who's a 30-year-old minor league, you know, phenom, basically. He's, he's, he's been a minor leaguer his whole career. He's one of the leading scorers of the Iowa Wild. He's been there for a while. Pat Canone, that's how they say it. Um, strong, uh, more of a physical type of guy, kind of just a, a hard worker, per se. That's more what he is. And, well, he's doing the job he needs to do out there for that fourth line. Centering the fourth line for the Minnesota Wild. Of course, one of the top line guys down in Iowa, believe it or not. Um, but again, not the, not not usually the skill level for the NHL, but nice to have him on board. It's a big thrill for him. He's very excited. Uh, and this is an opportunity for him to, well, make a couple extra bucks now. That's cool, because you're going to make more at the NHL level than you are at the minors. Um, Eric Holla being out, and of course, again, Parisi being out. You have Jordan Schrader down there. With Kononi, <laughs> and he had a wraparound goal, which usually doesn't work. They they rarely work, but it worked out for him in this case. So, of course, it was unassisted, no pass or anything. He just fought for the puck, got it back from the Montreal defender, and then basically did a wraparound, put it past Curry Price, which kind of caught Price by surprise, and we'll take it. There's your first goal of the game, and it's a tie. All right, we're tied with one of the best teams in the league. How about that? Then three minutes later, another goal by Montreal. You think, oh boy, well, maybe this isn't going to be our night. Arturi Lekonen with his seventh goal of the year along the way there. And then only five minutes later, Jared Spurgeon adds his second goal of the year with another fairly quirky shot. This was a bit closer, usually, than the average defenseman. A little bit more, (laughs) getting a little bit closer, but a nice quirky shot. His second goal of the year. Very, very thankful for that. Similar to uh, Ryan Suter's goal earlier in the week, I would have to say. Um, kind of a kind of a awkward angle, that type of situation. And we'll take it. The game is tied just like that. And then the Wild had their own shorthanded goal. <laughs> Eric Stahl, after again, a lot of physical play and scoring chances that just didn't seem to have, that just weren't going to happen with goalies like this. I mean, <laughs> you saw some great goaltending after that. But then Eric Stahl putting it past Kerry Price, after the turnover is forced by Mikhail Granlund, for, uh, kind of force, uh, slides it down the ice a bit for Eric Stahl, a lead pass per se. And Stahl end up, ends up beating Carey Price one-on-one for his 11th goal of the year. Short-handed goal. We don't, we don't get these very often, and we'll take it. So we answered Max Pacioretty's short-handed goal, and now we're ahead, believe it or not, after either trailing or being tied the whole way. The Wild responding twice in this game from being down a goal, and they end up finishing it off with Jason Zucker. Another empty netter. Second empty netter in three games for the Wild. Now, this isn't Zucker's... <laughs> Zucker didn't get the empty netter before, but it's just saying, in the case of the Wild, getting the empty netter and wrapping things up in Montreal. Unbelievable. It's great how the Wild are able to take advantage when teams pull their goalie. Um, it, it's just so crucial. It, it ends the game. I remember years ago against Colorado when Charlie Coyle was trying to get, get that done against Colorado. He ends up getting held. There's no call. Next thing you know, like literally seconds later, Colorado scores and they win the game and they go up three games to two. As frustrating as that was in game number five in Colorado back in that playoff series, that famous playoff series of 2014, um, the Wild able to finish there. See, it's literally just like a step sometimes, just one step, one little stride, and and the game's over. But guess what? Guess what? He was held, you know, stuff like that. But now the Wild are able to escape any type of cheap, <laughs> cheap clutching, grabbing of any kind because you never know if there's going to be a call or not. 
in the wild finishing the job, the Zuckers and such along the way. Charlie Coyles had a few empty netters. Grandlin's had a few. Koivu's even had one. Parisi's had a couple this season. Very, very cool. Nice to be able to finish things off. Friday, December the 23rd. What the hell was this? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> the Wild went 7-4. to four. That second period was insane. Uh, the first period was a close one, obviously. And again, it started out like Montreal, an early lead for New York. And it's like, oh, great. And of course, you see Darcy Kemper in that because um, a back-to-back situation, Friday, December the 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve, of course. And here I am on, and here I am on Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> Another holiday Minnesota Wild show, right? But yeah, early lead by New York, and you think, oh, Kemper, oh, I thought he was going to get that one. Basically, you know, similar to the Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon type of goal, you know, this putting the puck on net from a ways away from the New York defenseman, 10th goal of the year by Chris Kreider, strong shot there. And very, I'm sure they very much appreciate it. <laughs> the Rangers go up one nothing. Definitely not a sign of, of things to come for the New York Rangers the rest of the way here. As uh, Granlin answering pretty early, only six minutes later, a awesome goal. What a nice play. <clears throat> and again, Zucker and Koivu, the second line of this team is carrying the Wild offensively. And it's certainly not poo-pooing the third line, which unfortunately has been really, you know, torn apart now. The famous line of Halla, Niederreiter, Pominville. That That's one of the third lines. And then, of course, you had Coyle and Niederreiter with Halla. Or Coyle and Pominville. You've had all kinds of mixes. The top line has had, obviously, Eric Stahl, Coyle, Parisi. Eric Stahl, Coyle, and Niederreiter. That's the case right now. But the second line has stuck together, and there is no reason to break up the second line. They absolutely dominated in this game. Uh, just awesome. Uh, Granlin of another, again, a play started by Koivu Zucker with another one of those beautiful passes that him and Granlin tend to do. Just those perfect little slides, kind of centering type passes, or, you know, just a little bit across the ice there to the other side. An awesome play, uh, Granlin. This was a beautiful goal. One of his prettiest of the season. Eighth goal of the year. And then Zucker, very early in that second period, after again the Wild finished things off with New York. One to one. Good stops again by Lundqvist and Kemper. Kemper was solid most of the way until later on when New York adding a couple of goals, added a couple of goals there. Second and third period, late in the second and, and, and in the third as well to... Uh, well, just to kind of just to, just to damage uh, Kemper's goals against average. That's basically all it was. Kemper again, not the sharpest goalie ever. And when you give up four goals against the New York Rangers, you think that's probably a loss. But luckily, Lundqvist, who is capable of these type of games, he he's just not the same guy anymore. Was not good, but neither was Ranta either. As hard as, as hard to believe as that was. Ranta has been pretty much lights out. Anti Ranta, that is, uh, has been lights out most of the season, and even he struggled. Two goals against and only seven shots. What the hell? But Lunk was giving up four goals on thirteen shots. That's absolutely terrible. Kemper was peppered the whole night. The Rangers dominated the puck most of the game. So Kemper, again, he you know not the best game ever, but he had to face a lot of uh, a lot of offense from this New York Rangers team, who is ridiculously deep. Um, three three lines deep at the bare minimum. Even their fourth line. Is, is solid. All of them with double-digit points. The Wild definitely can't say that. With Grayavok, only three points on the year. Only three goals on the season for him. Curtis Gabriel back on that fourth line. He, you know, kind of up and down because of the situations with guys coming up, coming down, injuries, this and that. But Schrader and Canone, Canone both on the ice in this game. <laughs> and the Wild get things going 
in that second period. It just and certainly that that first period not an indicator of what was to come. You thought this was going to be like a three to two type of game, possibly, and hoping for the best. Hopefully, Kemper is not on the short end of that one. But then, <laughs> yeah, again, another one timer from Koivu and another beautiful pass from Zucker. Second line. What can I say? Two two points for Zucker, just like that. Already in this one, as he keeps climbing up the charts. I don't know if he's going to be made available for Las Vegas, because that's probably the guy they would claim. He's from he's from the area, obviously. So, why wouldn't they claim him? <laughs> he's one of the rare uh, Vegas, Vegas guys out there in the NHL. So, why wouldn't they want one of their own on their club? Especially when he's this freaking good. I would hate to lose him now. I mean, last year, I wouldn't have given a rat's ass. But look at him now. I mean, he's the perfect left winger for that second line. Left wing, right wing, him and Granlin kind of interchange in that situation. And of course, Koivu is always the center. Um, but a beautiful one-timer again by Koivu, ninth goal of the season. And then the first line, <clears throat> first line said, hey, don't forget about us. The top line with Stahl and Coyle, Niederreiter finishing after Coyle and Stahl getting, uh, setting up some juicy rebounds. It's just Lundqvist unable to glove the puck and Niederreiter finishes the job. Ninth goal of the season for him. Top line says, hey, again, don't forget about us. <laughs> and then just seconds later, it was like, oh, not seconds later, about a minute later, Ryan McDonough, this, this is the defenseman putting the puck on net. <clears throat> another New York, another goal from far away from Kemper. I mean, Kemper gets beat on these long distance goals and it's like, Oh, no. This was way far out. Camper unable to stop Ryan McDonough's shot. Of course, the captain of the Rangers. Good, good goal. I mean, good for him, I guess. Camper uh, just not not focusing on the puck with this one, unfortunately. Just lost track of it, and the Rangers score to make it 3-2. Uh, to two. So just like that, yay, the Wild take the lead, but now it's only 3-2 to two again. And then again, just two minutes later, Marco Scandella rifles a shot on net, puts it past... Lundqvist, Lundqvist just hanging his head, couldn't believe it, and then again, four, six minutes later, Zucker, with his eighth goal of the season, his fourth, uh, his third point of the game, Granlin, with his second point of the game, I thought it was his third, I, I thought he assisted on the uh, Koivu goal, but apparently, it, it was there at first, and they took it away, so that's unfortunate, uh, Zucker, eighth goal of the year, another great pass from Granlin, and Zucker finishing the job, wow, um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, Zucker Granlin, just a beautiful combination right there. They finish. He finishes there to make it five to two, and then it's like, I guess we are gonna win. The Rangers then pull Henrik Lundqvist. Just couldn't believe what was going on. The guy was just. <laughs> the guy was pretty much uh, shocked at that stage. You have Ranta in there, and then Dumba attacking the net. Off another rebound again from Coyle's shot. Rebound from that power play goal from Dumba. Again, attacking the net, stepping up rather than staying back in Dumba's case. A little bit risky, but hey, if you can finish, finish. Uh, Dumba had to get his own rebound, though, because it was a first stop by Renta. And he put it in. Then the Rangers add a couple goals by Stefan and Kreider. Kreider's second goal of the game late in the third period. So Kemper ends up giving up four goals against the Rangers. I can imagine how frustrated he is. And then Coyle adds the empty netter. 7-4 to four victory for the Wild. Ten wins in a row for the Minnesota Wild. It's just the most uh, crazy thing. Uh, franchise record was eight before. Then it became nine, and now it's ten. And here we are. Ten wins in a row. <laughs> and just dominating the league at this stage. We're beating some of the best teams in all of hockey. 
Can't believe it. Uh, still three points behind the Chicago Blackhawks. It just, you know, they they lose once in a while, but they don't lose that much. Uh, Montreal, 46 points in the season. Look at Montreal in the Eastern Conference. Ottawa, second place at 43 points. Look how strong Ottawa is. Even Boston with 40 points. Not the greatest, but Tampa Bay. A lot of us saw them as a Stanley Cup championship contender. They are out of the playoffs, and they're out of the playoffs by a wide margin at this stage. Columbus, though, with 50 points. Best team in hockey. Only five regulation losses on the year. <laughs> Rut row. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about that. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's not going to be easy to beat, is it? Uh, but it is what it is. We'll have to worry about that when the time comes, if the time comes. Just look at Philadelphia. They won 10 games in a row, and they're barely hanging on to the playoffs right now. That's weird, isn't it? They won, t- they won 10 games in a row. <laughs> and, uh, wow, that Eastern Conference just scares the living crap out of me. You got Carolina. They're four games above 500. They're not even close to the playoffs. The Islanders, a team that were, you know, on the rise the past couple of years, dead last in the Metropolitan Division. Weird. I mean, I, I, I can't even explain it. But right now, the Wild definitely the number two seed in the, in the Western Conference right now. Uh, in terms of points, San Jose leading the Pacific Division. Edmonton still very much in the picture there, so good for them, even though they're coming off of a recent loss. Only one point behind the Sharks, who are again leading the Pacific Division. Anaheim, Boudreaux's old club, in third place in that Pacific Division. And then you have the, the LAs, the Calgarys, uh, hanging on to the wildcard positions. They trail or they lead Nashville, Dallas by three points in Winnipeg. There's a logjam there. And then it gets kind of crappy with Colorado and Arizona and such. And Vancouver, very much out of it. Glad I'm, I'm glad that's not us. The Wild, very much uh, <laughs> kicking ass in the Western Conference right now. The Blackhawks did lose, but they still got a point out of it as they went to OT. They actually lost to the Colorado Avalanche most recently, which is pretty funny. But again, they still get a point out of it. That's too bad. I wish it didn't go to overtime, but thank you, Colorado, for getting only your 25th point of the season. Wow. They hold the mighty Blackhawks to only one goal in Chicago. I can't even imagine their fans out there booing the hell out of them. Uh, Columbus beat Montreal very recently. Mm. So let's pass out the awards. Mike Modano Award will go to the entire second line of Miko Koivu, Zucker, and Granlund. Those guys have just been absolutely fantastic. I couldn't be happier with how they've played of late. Uh, just dominant. <clears throat> uh, Devin Dumnik, <clears throat> very strong along the way as well, but he didn't face a whole lot of shots from the Colorado Avalanches. He does have five shutouts on the year. Save percentage is almost 95%. That's unheard of. 17-6 and six on the season. Devin Dumnik just lead, just ruling the world right now. Uh, Kemper, uh, heartbreaking to see his goals against average actually go up after a game like that. Um, <clears throat> that sucks. Uh, <clears throat> Eric Stahl now 27 points on the season. Far and away the leading scorer for the Minnesota Wild. But then you see guys like Coyle. Uh, see, Stahl is 28 now. Wow, yeah, he I forgot he had that extra goal at the uh, along the way. Uh, Coyle, 27 points with that... <laughs> Just with that empty netter. 27 points in the season for Charlie Coyle. Last year, remember, he only had like 40 points last year. Granlin had 44 last year. 25 already. Zucker with 22 points already. Niederreiter, 22 points already. Wow, you guys just dominating this league right now. Not not, not the league, but do, just playing way better than... <clears throat> playing way better than they ever had, and I gotta tell you, I mean, the coach matters, boy. I mean, this this is just further and further proof of it, and it's nice to see the young guys uh, developing and progressing in their careers, but 
they got the right coach to do it now. It's 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 happening, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, you're you're seeing guys become maybe sixty point guys here, Coyle and Granlin, and it's about freaking time. And if I have to cast out, I, I hate to do this. And if I have to cast out a James Shepard Memorial, I guess Kemper kind of a little soft in that New York Rangers game. You can't give up four goals against the Rangers. Getting a little sloppy, a little lazy there. And of course, the Wilds in general, I think, were a little bit sloppy and lazy in the latter, latter stages of that game because they were up by, you know, so much. Luckily, the Wild able to finish the job. I mean, when you're up 6-2, to two, I, I don't know. I think they did slack off a bit. And it was so early in the game still. You had a whole period to play. So it just kind of is what it is. I feel bad for Kepler that those two goals got in. Did not help him at all. Uh, I wish the final score was 7-2. to two, But unfortunately, it just wasn't. So there you go. We'll be back to preview only two games. And then do an extremely brief checkup on the AHL. And of course, we will continue to watch on Dmitry Solokov. back here on Brave the Wild segment number two and of course the final segment as we preview only two games here uh, we are not going to wrap up the year for Brave the Wild because guess what next Saturday will be December the 31st and I will be recording that morning before the uh, Colorado, uh, before the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets play the Minnesota Wild once again on December the 31st. The Wild have played them many times. It seems like it's either them or St. Louis every year. Kind of funny but uh, this one is a little bit more meaning than uh, those in the past. In the past, it's like, okay, you have your you have your uh, New Year's Eve game and such, but now you have two of maybe the best teams in all of hockey. I mean, Columbus is a team that has struggled pretty much since they started in the league, as this is our sister club. The Minnesota Wild and Columbus Blue Jackets are the last expansion teams in the NHL until finally the Vegas Golden Knights 16 years later. I mean, that's a long time, man. And here they are, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it'll be 17 years later. 17 years, 2017. That's a long time between expansion. Then to think it's crazy how old the Wild and Columbus have been. Columbus has only made the playoffs once in their history. And they got they were out in the first round. Where the Wild playoff history is a little bit stronger. Not spectacular, but they've had some playoff history. Of course, you had 03, which is one. And then you had 6-7. Uh, six, and then 7-8. So that's three. And then, of course, we've been to the playoffs. So was it four years in a row now? I do believe you have the year where we kind of lost four to one to Colorado, then the, or to, to Colorado, pardon me, to Chicago. And then the next year we beat Colorado, lost to Chicago, and then we beat St. Louis, lost to Chicago. Wow, that's seven. And then, <clears throat> and then of course last year lost to Dallas. So the Wild have been to the playoffs. Uh, no, it is seven times. Pardon me. Yep. <laughs> My count is all messed up. Seven playoff appearances. That ain't bad considering, you know, I mean, it's not the best ever. But considering it's a franchise, you know, they, had to, they usually start out slow. Columbus obviously has been through hell and back. And to think they have the best record in the league now. So I guess uh, patience may pay off for that club. Hopefully they don't win the Stanley Cup, though, unless it's uh, unless we're not there. I mean, if we're there, we'll take it. If they're there only, they're the only team there, um, I guess go Columbus as much as that would make us look kind of it would be frustrating to see them just kind of skate past us like that out of nowhere. So let's get on to the two games before I take too much longer here. But again, that's why I'm saying this will not be the final game of the year for the Minnesota Wild. But I would like to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. 
and a, and a happy new year. But of course, Merry Christmas at this stage is Christmas Eve. And of course, those of you out there celebrate Hanukkah and, and Kwanzaa out there. So just telling you that. Um, enjoy as well. Happy holidays to those of you there. And Merry Christmas to those of us that do celebrate it very much so. And I enjoy it very much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with it. Nashville Predators, the Wild host the Nashville Predators on Tuesday, December the 27th. A few days off there between Friday and Tuesday, of course. And Devin Dubnik will be in that 100% chance, barring some type of injury. And I pray to God there won't be. Please, Lord, don't let there be an injury. Uh, the Wild beat the beat Pecorine and the Nashville Predators 5-2. to two, But that had two. there were two empty netters in that game. Talk about empty nets. For the for the for the wild in that one. So Pecorine's numbers. Well, I mean, he's one of those goalies who obviously I've said this many times. He's good, but it's like it's weird. Sometimes he gets he just gets beat for whatever reason. And the wild did a good job of it. Ryan Johansson was a name the wild were supposedly after, but didn't go after them aggressive. Didn't go after him aggressive enough. And Nashville still has him. Mike Ribeiro, who's a veteran now, former Dallas Star and Montreal Canadian. Victor Arvidsson leading the way with 23 points for this club. But James Neal, definitely the leading goal scorer. He's more of like a, what Zucker used to be. 14 goals, 6 assists <laughs> so far on this season. Philip Forsberg has dropped off a bit from what a lot of them thought he would be. P.K. Subban's okay, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's... He's probably not as good as they were hoping for either, though 17 points is nothing to sneeze at from your defenseman. I remember Mike Fisher scored a pretty good one against the Wild last week, a very well-angled shot. He's at nine, nine goals, nine assists on the season. Do the Wild continue their winning streak? Yes. I think the Wild should beat the Nashville Predators. and I hope so. Um, this, is a, this, is, this is definitely a very losable game, but I think the Wild will keep their, will continue the winning streak against Nashville. Um it's kind of out in good faith. I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two victory. Uh, regulation, it, it might go to shootout, actually. Don't be surprised if it does, but I think the Wild will win or shootout overtime. Hopefully not shootout, but just the Wild win in overtime. Most likely Wild player to score in the game. Well, I can't pick Parisi because he's out, that type of thing. Let's go with... Let's go, <laughs> let's go with Zucker. Um, Scandella, again, finally got his first goal of the season against the uh, New York Rangers. And I was saying, I was going to say coming in, but I started on Columbus in the New Year thing. You notice the Blades of Steel uh, halftime song there? Or halftime, you know, the uh, bumper music. It's basically halftime for this show, you could say. Uh, That was... Basically what the New York Rangers game was. That was a Blades of Steel game. Because usually you know how they're higher scoring. The old Nintendo game, Blades of Steel. Those of the other that enjoy it and, and remember it. Yeah, there was just like, sometimes there'd be stages where there's goal after goal after goal. And that's what it was turning into between the Rangers and the Wild. It was quite funny. But I do think the Wild will beat Nashville 3-2 to two with Devin Dubnik in that. He'll be very strong. But he will give up two goals, unfortunately. I might even go with a 2-1 to one type of thing. I mean, Dubnik is that sharp. But I'll go... Uh, Let's go with three to two. I, I think the Wilds get get cast Rene again. Uh, if you see Soros in that, who in very limited action has been extremely good, he was phenomenal in very limited action for the National Predators. And Mazinek definitely not ready for the big time, giving up about five goals a game in, in the four games he's been in. Very uh, tough go for him uh, to start out, to start out his uh, his run there with Nashville. Um, Soros is definitely one I fear more, but it's been Pecorine pretty much every game, and I think the Wild will beat him. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's obviously because he's getting he's just too much too much time in the net. He needs a little break, so we'll see. I'll go with a three-two victory for the Wild. Most likely guy to score to finally get on with it. Um, 
I'm having a tough time. I'll go with Zucker. Jason Zucker will be the most likely guy to score in that one. New York Islanders and Minnesota Wild, one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, coming to Excel Energy Center. Thursday, December the 29th. This just reeks of a trap game, doesn't it? It reeks of a trap game. It, it just does. The Wild would have won 11 games in a row coming into this one if we do indeed beat the National Predators. New York is a talented team, but they've had an awful season. Awful. Yaroslav uh, Halak, who's been their main goalie, is giving up th- over three goals a game. Save percentage still above 90 because he's been peppered. Thomas Grace has been much better thus far for the New York Islanders. Much better. Uh, not great, but, but a really nice save percentage, over 92 so far. Uh, the Islanders crushed the Wild way back on October the 23rd. Just an awful game, 6-3. to three. In, uh, on the aisle there, or actually in Brooklyn. I, I wish it was still on the aisle, but I don't know. I hate that they moved. It sucks in Barclays Center. Uh, only 11,000 people in attendance at that game, too. What the hell was that? Uh, Parisi netting his first two goals of the season, which is pretty crazy to imagine. It took that long for him to finally score, and he was able to get two goals in that game, but just an awful, awful night. Uh, again, this was Darcy Kemper. Yep, and you will not see Darcy Kemper in that this time around. And Thomas Grice, when I saw him, I was like, ah, oh, crap. I was hoping for a lot because maybe we'd win the game. Unfortunately, it did not work out well at all. Just an awful overall game. Cal Clutterbuck was his usual annoying self. I'll pick Nino Niederreiter to be the most likely guy to score in this game. Devin Dubnik has got to be in goal for this game. He has to. And of course, again, we're, we're going to probably have to see Devin Dubnik in goal for all three of these games. Uh, the, you know, the next one that I'm, I'm not going to preview it until uh, next Saturday. Uh, so only two games to preview this week. That might be why I'm rambling on a bit. Sorry. <laughs> I try to keep, keep going here. But this just reeks of a trap game. Oh, I don't want to pick a loss. I don't, but, you know, I think to be on the safe side, I am going to pick, uh, you know, if Dubrik's in net, there's no excuse. We should win the game. So, hopefully Halak is in net, hopefully. <laughs> but, I mean, Grace should be beatable. Most likely guy to score will be Niederreiter, though, against his old club. And he he better. I mean, he's, boy, he's definitely, he's done a great job for us versus what he did over there in New York. I still can't get over that. Five, 55 games and only one goal, one point. Still can't even get over that statistic years ago. And that was an awful Islanders team. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think to be on the safe side, no, this isn't Mike Yo's team. You know, see, if it was Mike Yo's team, they would lose this game. How about that? Let's look at it that way. I'll, I'm going to pick the Wild to win both of these games. I I, I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, with Devin Dubnik in that, the Wild should win the game. Let's put it that way. Uh, 3-1, to one, the Wild will win. Dubnik will be phenomenal. And the Wild will beat the Islanders three to one, three to one. Yes, because the Islanders you can score on them. It's just that they have an offensive team, though. Of course, uh, John Tavares will be the John Tavares will score the goal though for New York most likely. I'm sure Nick Letty will factor in something there, maybe an assist, maybe he'll score a goal in the game, and it'll be three to two. Or if, especially if the Islanders win, that would totally figure. As Nick Letty always comes back and bites the Wild against the club that traded him away for basically nothing. That was heartbreaking. Um, but the Wild will win three to three to one, in my humble opinion, with Devin Dubnik in net and Nito Niederreiter most likely got a score. The Wild should beat this team. They're not very good. Uh, they're really not. There's just no excuse. The Wild should win this game. I mean, <laughs> I can't say enough. But it just has that. It has that trap game appeal to it that drives me crazy. Uh, but it, you know, the aura around this team is totally different than it was like about a month ago. 
or so, and of course under Mike Yo, completely different because they still had that Mike Yo vibe to them a month ago, which drove us all crazy. But the Wild will win twelve games in a row. I, I, I guess we're going to be just like Columbus and have twelve wins in a row, and then we'll meet up with Columbus, who hopefully will have lost by then, and we can uh, take them out. We'll we'll see what happens, or maybe we'll end their win streak. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Not going to really look into the college players right now because they're all basically off. I mean, there's no college hockey right now during the Christmas season, the last couple of weeks of Christmas here. So nothing really to look at there. Uh, Dmitry Sokolov watch. The Dmitry Sokolov watch. 30 points in 30 games, 22 goals, 8 assists for the Sudbury Wolves. Just dominating over there. Again, can't wait to see him in Iowa at some point, maybe next year, because I believe he'll still have to be signed. He, he is obviously a property, but he has not been signed yet. You have to sign him, and that's how you can get him in your minor league club. But he is already in the United States with the Sudbury. Not not the United States, but in the uh, the Western Hemisphere in Canada with the OHL's Sudbury Wolves. So there you go, guys. There you go. Um, other than that, let's check in on Iowa. Not a whole lot going on. I mean, it's most, mostly goalies. The goalies that are doing really well down there, Steve Mihalik continuing to drop that goals against average at 2.85, and of course Alex Stalock, 2.76. He's got a winning record for the Iowa Wild at 8-7. He's been extremely strong. Mihalik has faced more shots. But other than that, not a whole lot going on with the, uh, the, with the, with the offense down there. Uh, Lucia added, added his uh, sixth assist of the year, woo-hoo, the past week. Not a whole lot much else to talk about. Alex Tuck, I believe, added a point from last week. He's at 16 at this stage. Mike Riley, it's still at 12. Olofsson's been at 12 for almost a month now. He started the season so strong, and it's gotten much quieter. But at least he's staying healthy, bottom line. He has missed two games, though. Alex Tuck is the only guy to play all 30 games for the IOL at this stage, whereas certain guys, of course, have been called up, like Timo Polkinen, who was up here, Against Arizona, he's back down again. Schrader's been up the past couple games, and I thought he's done well. Good for him to find. Good for him to score again. But I mean, obviously, Alex Tuck's still developing down there, and he's doing pretty well. He's doing a good job. It'll be. You heard also heard uh, Chuck Fletcher on the Sid and Dave show. Of course, Sid Hartman injured with a hip, obviously broken hip when he slipped on the ice. That's been a story across town. So he wasn't on that show. It was with Mike Max and uh, Dave Mona on WCCO, uh, Chuck Fletcher was saying that Alex Tuck might be in the NHL in the next couple months, that by the end of the year, Alex Tuck could possibly be in the NHL by the end of the year. So that was an interesting note there. It was kind of like, he, he kind of said it quickly, not not like obvious, and they, and they didn't continue from that. But it'll be interesting. To, uh, it's, it's an interesting possibility, and I would not be surprised if he was a late call-up at the end of the year, just to at minimum get his feet wet. It's not anything like, yeah, Alex Tuck's an NHLer now. It's more of to get his feet wet and then come into camp next year for with a legitimate shot at making the club next year. Maybe you get on that third line, something like that, to start things out and go from there. It all depends on free and on obviously free agency and of course the possibility of somebody's gonna get scooped up. Will it be a forward? Will it be a defenseman by the Vegas Golden Knights? We shall wait and see. That's gonna be a topic most of the year. Certain publications had Jonas Brodeen going there. No way. I don't think the Wild are gonna leave him unprotected. And if they do, he's probably gonna be the one taken, depending on who else is available. I mean Obviously, Jason Zucker. If, if Zucker gets taken, which would be really sad, considering how great that second line has been, Alex Tuck will. Alex Tuck, if he's if he's ready, he will most definitely be on the. He will most definitely be in the NHL next year, uh, and on and, and be one of the forwards. Unfortunately, he's a right wing, but then again, that, that's where you just have Granlin on the left because he's an interchangeable guy. So 
that probably would be a perfect second line, actually. <laughs> get get Tuck going with a couple of guys that really know how to set him up and get things going. And he can set them up as well because he's, obviously, he gets you know, he, he gets goals and assists. He's a multifaceted guy. Sorry for bumping the table there. Uh, all right, so let's wrap things up. Want to wish you again a Merry Christmas. And we'll talk about New Year's next next show. <laughs> Hopefully the Wild do continue this winning streak. Keep things going in the right direction. Would be very awesome. Very happy for all of us. Uh, if we continue things going, man, 12 wins in a row, that is just a crazy thought. It was unheard of for the last, you know, 17 years, basically. And here we are. We've got 10 wins in a row. And that, that's what happens when you get a legitimate, legitimate coach and you have players to, well, you know, at least <laughs> at least do a good job. Because when, when Lemaire was here, for the most part, you didn't really have much. You had some good gutted out players, but you didn't have the depth that this team has. They're not all superstars, but they're a lot of good players on this roster. You have three lines that can play, and then even that fourth line fits their role greatly. So that's very helpful. And as long as guys can stay healthy, fingers crossed, this team could go a long way this year. We can get to the Western Conference Finals, possibly, and maybe the the dream of a lifetime after that. Who knows? So, And that's not just getting to the Finals. That's winning it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It's a long, 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 long way to go. Nobody wins a Stanley Cup in December or January or March or even April. So it's a long way to go. But hope this team continues this direction. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. You will have home ice advantage in the playoffs, hopefully for the whole time, maybe for an extended period. We'll see what happens, though. <laughs> it's exciting to think about. I want to thank you guys again for your support of this show. Please do give a positive rating if you could. There is a Facebook page. Join it if you could. I didn't even mention it last show, but all of this is in the show description. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. And then at Brave the Wild for Twitter. Uh, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com is the email address. If you want to send an audio submission to, to that, say you're out of the country, you can use a voice uh, recorder on your smartphone, smart device, and email it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. You just treat it like a call. And, of course, the phone line is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling it to Brave the Wild. Do your statement, shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is. Keep it to them in a minute to three. You could go up to three minutes on this show. I, I'm very willing to give you even three minutes if you really, really, really want to go on and on for a little while there. Just try to stay on topic as best you can, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> talk about prospects, talk about the play of the team, whoever it is, maybe Charlie Co- whatever it is, you get the idea uh, there's the call now button also on the Facebook page which goes directly through there if you're international too, so there's multiple ways to get on this show, get your voice on here with mine, it would be greatly appreciated and please give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher for Brave the Wild if you could, it only helps, it only makes the show more attractive to potential new listeners out there that may be searching for a Minnesota Wild podcast thank you again God bless and Merry Christmas and to all and to all a good night.